0: so hi one of the good news Podcast with the dead dead so we're gonna ask them some questions today i'm gonna start uh so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean
1: uh the creation of the band was very organic happened on accident really we were just hanging out and like let's let's get together and jam and that turned into something bigger and then it got bigger and bigger really fast so um it didn't we that was kind of the band started on a whim really um we wanted to do some music for a benefit for um uh domestic violence, uh, uh victims of domestic violence. So we put together just some music for that and we didn't break up. <laughs>
0: okay. So, <laughs> so, good to know
1: you guys didn't break up. Since, yeah.
0: <laughs> since you guys were like hanging out and like, let's start a band. Were you guys friends before this?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, okay. so the bassist and I have known each other since, uh well, I guess since we were like 17. Oh. So, oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. so we've been lifelong friends and... um and we had just met some of the other the other girls and we were just kind of having like a girl's jam that just yeah became more oh so
0: very cool and then
1: what was the other part of that question the
0: band name meaning
1: oh yeah the uh we started as a dead milkmaid's uh tribute band that night so it was uh, our dead Milkmen is a band and we dressed up in milkmaid's outfits and we're going to be like zombie milkmaids and be the dead milkmaids uh-huh. but then we forgot our zombie makeup so we just drew X's on our faces to be like dead uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, and then we liked how it looked so much we were like if we're going to be a band for real like we should uh we should keep the X's that's it, it, it we really it just felt good to us to wear them and um so we kind of built the band name around that and calling it the dead deads was really just a kind of a joke about just how many bands there were that had the name dead in the title so we were just going full born like all the way with it yeah. <laughs> so yeah I-, I also liked that it was grammatically incorrect i thought that was kind of fun mm. yeah uh, that was good <laughs> and then well we all ha- have our dead names so you know my dead name's meta dead so we all are d- technically our last name is dead so we're mm. the dead deads okay so, that makes okay okay That's really cool. I
0: just love how everything about the creation of the band and like the way you present yourself on stage was all just on a whim. Like everything was just made up as you went. Or an accident. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all creativity has to have some little bit of accident in it or it's not authentic. So Mm -hmm. you got, you want to have some bit of something natural happening, I guess, in anything you do creative, whether it be a podcast or writing a song or a book or, you know, whatever. Mm Hmm.
2: Definitely. I agree. I agree. Uh so congratulations on your newest release, Hey Girlfriend. Thanks. How you feeling about the response to it so far? Of
1: course. Oh man. Yeah. It's been so great. Like um we we got this uh wonderful vocalist Julia from the Foxies to sing on it and so it was really she's been getting some love from Spotify and getting on some playlists and things. So it was really cool to like, we were both on a couple of different playlists together. So it was fun to join forces and then Spotify was really cool about the song and, and mm-hmm. put it on a few playlists again, because they're supporting both our bands. So it's the reception has been great. And um, when we did our live concert, a lot of the fans that were at the concert were saying that was their favorite song. So I'm sure we'll be playing that a lot when, when real shows come back but yeah it's been good
2: definitely that's awesome that you're already getting like that big of a response where people are like oh that's my favorite one so far that's always yeah that's awesome really happy well there's
1: not a lot of hard rock songs about girl (laughs) friendships you got a point you got a point you're like we should have a song about girl friendship and like supporting girls in this style because there's just not a lot of representation so we like to fill those gaps when we notice them like there's this is missing women. Let's put women there. So, that's yeah. what we did yeah. and, and everyone is cool with it, so that's good. As they yeah. should be. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up the the collab because I wanted to ask um how that came about that feature.
1: Um just I wrote the uh, the lyrics and um kind of the overall vibe. That was one song that we didn't write in the room all together. I just kind of really wanted to do a song with um another girl and I wrote the lyrics of it specifically for Julia. So um it was written just for that collab, for her, um purposefully really grungy and like just straightforward. Like I just wanted it to be like you know, like yeah. no, yeah, no yeah. question of what kind of genre it is. It's a grunge rock song with a couple of girls thinking about being friends.
0: <laughs> All right. And then you also brought up live stream concerts. How do you guys like engage the fans in that? Because I know there's that disconnect.
1: It's weird. We've only, so we've only done the one and, um, it was huge. It was, we did it in Vegas, like full production, no flames or anything, but it was pretty like cool production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, We engage the fans by kind of including the dead core in the show. So we did our dead core honors, which is where we just kind of shout out dead core members that are either doing a lot socially or, you know, just um, whether it's charitable things they're doing or just being a great friend to other people in the dead core. Just whatever, you know, if they've been to 50 or more shows, we just kind of give honors Mm -hmm. out. Um, So we did that to... To kind of bring them in, and also you've got the chat room so you can talk to everybody beforehand. It's like it's not a meet and greet, it's not a hug, um but it's it's close and then uh, after the show, we did like three minute just kind of zooms, you know with, with oh people. yeah, so that's we awesome. We had like a just basically a zoom meeting that that people would cycle in and out and say hi after the show, so that was kind of fun, okay, but that's yeah, fun. it's hard, I mean. That's the long answer. The short answer is it's hard. It's hard to stay connected with everybody.
0: Well, I'm glad you gave me the long answer because that's what I was looking for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm known for those. So (laughs) no problem.
2: Uh, So you mentioned that you actually wrote this song specifically to be a collaborative song. Can you tell me a little bit about your writing process and if it possibly changed because you were so focused on it being a collaborative song? Is it different? Well,
1: no, I don't think that the collaboration made it different, but I think the timeline made it different because it was the very last song. We had already finished all our writing for the record and then we got the idea to do a collab. So that's why it ended up where I was just last minute, like, here's the collab. <laughs> like, just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so we tracked it in the studio. Like um, we learned it together at the recording studio. Um, I had sent everybody the demo generally, What we do and what we did for the entire record is we get together, we write the music in the room, and usually while we're writing it, um, it'll just be the three of us are there and one of us will start like, just with whatever, um, start playing something, we all kind of just start joining in. And when we get something we like, then I'll just start kind of singing random like. Lula dushi da, like just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. them words and sometimes like real words come out that are working so I'll just use them but generally we'll make a little audio recording of it and the drive from our rehearsal is 2 hours so on, oh, the, drive, wow. so Jesus. on the drive back then mm-hmm. I'll write the lyrics to the songs so I'll just be by myself kind of listening to the rehearsal tapes and kind of piecing it together then the next time we get together to write i'll have like here's my idea of what i think it could be and we kind of reframe it from there so and that's pretty much always how we do it
2: okay that's sick i actually have to ask wait so what did you feel like more pressure on you because you had to learn it while you were in the studio because you decided to just write it like right at the end of the album process or was it just kind of like oh no it's fine we got this or was it just like oh my god oh my god
1: it was a lot of pressure but we knew we needed to do it and um yeah, I mean, Daisy, our bassist, was just sitting there, like, taking it line by line, like, okay, what's the next part? What's the next <laughs> oh part? Oh, my God. And, yeah. um, and uh, McQueen, our drummer, was, like, in there with the headphones, just like, okay, I got it. But <laughs> um, But it's not, like, it's not a heavy-duty pressure, because we kind of all know how to play together, and we know how we would put a song together, so it's not, everybody feels pretty comfortable, I think. It wasn't. It it was it was t- more difficult, but not like stressful, I guess.
2: Okay, yeah, that's valid. That's fair.
0: Uh, so where's your headspace at while you're writing this song?
1: Um, man, I think it was just wanting to say something a little different than I had heard before. Just tell a little bit of a different story about um being well. First and foremost, it's the first song I've said we can rock all night, which I felt really <laughs> stupid about. I was like, this is the worst. I. I would mock a song that says, like, a modern song that says, like, Mm -hmm. rock all night or something. But it just really, I loved it because I was thinking about all my girlfriends that are in bands and how we do, you know, we fight for our causes during the day and we rock the stage at night. And so it, as cheesy as it sounds, I really felt like that is our life. Like, that's what we're all doing and we're all, you know, in it together. And so it was just really a happy feeling. My my mind was in a place of I'm just so proud of all my friends and everything they're doing in the industry and um, just a very hopeful, happy place of, you know, we're in this together. We're all a team. And I don't know, it was a really positive experience.
0: Okay. That's, that's different awesome. than most answers we get which is I was really sad. Oh my god. So,
1: yeah, well, I mean that's where that's very normal. <laughs> that's and that's uh, where most, uh, you know, people's creative output comes from. So, uh I think this just isn't one of those songs, you know, there is a lot of sadness involved in the creative process i think um especially for us especially with my lyrics i i do come from that place a lot but this song's just the song's just meant to be fun and empowering i mean even down to the like at the end that kind of weasery like beachy beach boys vibe that mm-hmm. we put at the end it's just it's just a little rapper at the end reminding everyone like this is supposed to be fun so <laughs> exactly. and yeah, it was
0: even happy. fun to listen to so good yeah
1: <laughs> All right Uh, so
2: while listening through the single what (laughs) band or artist influences pop out the most to you if any?
1: On that song I mean I think (laughs) it's a pretty it's like it's pretty on the sleeve on that one I feel like it's uh well one just like all these kind of like 90s and early 2000s bands that we that we've played with that just play in drop d and they don't Is like, see, there's a good example, I guess, of just a, they're a three, technically a three piece rock band like us. So you're just got Mm -hmm. this heavy guitar, you got some really driving drums, and it's really 90s sounding. So I think, I think 90s bands for sure, you know, we definitely wanted to purposefully, we're trying to bring in kind of a Weezer y, like early Weezer thing to it. Um, uh, The, bridge you know the bridge might feel a little foo Fighters-y, the way the drums mm-hmm. kind of like um kind of go back and forth between these two different like on the snares on the beat and then it's behind the beat um kind of thing that's happening but yeah i mean it's just this is a grunge song you know <laughs> so like yeah. the influences are pretty straightforward just like nirvana the melvins like uh you know and then a little bit of that weezer pop feeling in there it's it's all very 90s i guess okay yep. All great influences, honestly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The Beach Boys, I don't know. Like, when you're, when, like, there's so much music in an artist's head that when you're sitting there saying, like, oh, well, I hear this or this the most, it's like, but is that right? If you ask me tomorrow, I might say something different. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, Uh, My main influences are kind of under the radar, like grunge bands that never made it Mm -hmm. (laughs) really big. So I like, like local H or, uh, or like a band like Helmet that's really heavy, but like melodic. I don't know. So you just never, whatever. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, So this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: fun okay (laughs) grungy okay and feminist oh okay yeah those
2: are really good i like those a lot um so kind of in the same vein of the last question is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this song to invoke in your listeners you keep bringing up like fun this is supposed to be a very upbeat happy song so do you want that to influence the
1: feeling in your listeners No, I just, uh, I think I'd want them to feel however they want to feel. I think Mm we, in in this time right now, we need to write music that um, not only affects change and affects um, on a social level, but affects change on a personal level because everyone is so isolated. So I just want people to take whatever they want from a song. So the song's melodically dark. It's got Mm -hmm. um, this kind of, there's a band from the 90s called Failure. They're still around. They're incredible if your listeners don't know failure there they basically inspired an entire generation of of music from like tool and perfect circle to um more softer melodic bands to um failure was like this kind of very specific point that a lot of things came off of Mm -hmm. and they never made it huge but that this song has a lot of their kind of like darker harmonies in it so it, if you are more resonating not with the lyrics but just with the sound of the song it can it can like you know make you feel sad or dark too if that's what you need i just think music should you should take what you need from it so i would hesitate to say how oh, i want it to make someone feel and more mm-hmm. just like i want it to make them feel how they want to feel i guess like yeah take what you want from it you know yeah. like yeah your own it doesn't right. have to be about girl power. There's a lot, like there's a lot of poetic imagery in there. It can be about whatever you need it to be to make it feel right for you.
2: Okay. Oh, I really like that answer a lot. That was good.
1: That was really good. <laughs>
0: um, so we've talked about the album a little bit. Uh, what can fans expect from that upcoming release?
1: It's really weird, and it's um, it's a, it's a definitely. I'm sure every band says this, but it's definitely. I think the most interesting thing we've done and, and the, the by far the best sounding thing we've done. Um, we just found our place in a lot of ways on this record. And so the record's called Tell Your Girls It's Alright. And it's really a love letter to our fans and just to everyone that has, we've had a really hard year, you know, everyone has. And so this is just kind of a message saying it's gonna be all right. So the record's not like super poppy or positive. It's actually really heavy um, in certain areas. Uh, it gets pretty dark, but it's the has this silver lining of joy and like th- it's gonna be okay. And I always say like you don't have to be you don't have to feel okay, but you just need to know it's going to be okay. <laughs> so like you yeah. know. it's not... I don't ever want to pressure anyone to be happy or feel good, but just know that you'll come out of this. There's more tomorrow. You know, we do a a lot of stuff with, um, you know, supporting suicide prevention and, and just mental health in general. And so, yeah, that's just kind of the hope of the album is that people can listen to it and that it'll, just help them get through another day
2: (laughs) yeah so light at the end of the tunnel basically
1: yeah for sure it's it's just about making it through dark things and it is it's pretty feminine focused record I think just because that's where we were at at the time but it's definitely universal hard rocking lots of good hooks it's got basically everything Dead Dead's fans really like. Tons of different yeah. styles all smushed together for no reason. <laughs> I think I rap a couple of times. I definitely oh I definitely growl like it's, I scream, I sing cute, I do all the stuff. Guitar solos, drum solos. It's it's a record. You know, you're supposed to listen to the whole thing, which is something people don't really do anymore, so we just thought it's a pandemic, let's just like make one of those. So this is a start to finish like put your headphones on and listen to it kind of thing. And hopefully at least a few people will try that. And if they do, I think they'll really get it and really like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. So you're covering everything on that record. That's I got it. So yeah, it's, it started out as 16 songs mm-hmm. and we cut it back to 12. Okay. It's 12 songs. But then if you order a vinyl record, which is, it's like two records. Um, so the full album will be on one and a half records. And then the fourth side of the record, on 200 of the special editions, you're going to get the four extra songs, but they won't be released digitally. Oh. So, so it's just for the first 200 people that order the deluxe vinyl, it has the four extra songs. And other than that, they just don't exist. Okay. The I'm going to show- have to try and get one of those then. It really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll get like bootlegged and eventually oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. shitty
0: rips will wind on up online. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And so eventually I'm sure we will put it out digitally just so people can stream the actual content and not a ripped off version of it. But yeah. for the beginning, we did want to kind of make it this special thing for, because we've never done a full size, full length vinyl release like this. So we just wanted to make it special.
2: Definitely. That's huge. All right. Um, <laughs> so where do you see the band in the next five years?
1: I don't know where are any of us in the next five years, right? It's really, I don't know. (laughs) It's really hard to say. Like, um, I imagine that, um, we'll put out our record and have a lot of fun, play some shows again someday. I think the pandemic has changed what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. I think we all learned a lot, even just about like, what germs are like like, (laughs) if nothing else people took away like oh yeah germs are real and they make you sick because i'm sure like me many people that are stuck at home have realized i have not been sick in a year yeah because we get colds and viruses all the time but since we're all quarantining no one's really getting sick and Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's not got coronavirus so we I think we've learned something on like a more primal level, just about self-preservation. So I think we'll see people's behavior be a little different. I doubt. Definitely. I doubt people are going to be just like smashed up, face together, like right immediately. That might sharing kids- water
2: bottles. Yeah, like it's
1: just going to be different. <laughs> so yeah. <I> just, <laughs> that's my, That's my guess on that. But five years—that's a long time. So it's. I mean. I know that me and the girls will always jam, always be together, but it is a really weird time right now. So depending on how the record does will depend on where we are and what we're doing, honestly. That's that's just, that you know, there's no like, we're going to be on Rolling Stone. Like, I don't know. Are (laughs) we even going to play shows? I have no idea. But I'll tell you this, five years from now, there'll be another awesome album out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We'll keep making music and just see what happens. It's all, all... today it's all about the fans learning the new music economy so mm-hmm. everybody gets your music for free now back um you know in the 90s people were spending whatever maybe they spent 100 bucks a month on their cds or something or maybe they're if they were rich they're like spending 300 bucks a month on their cds or whatever now people spend 10 bucks a month on their music usually tops so the whole economy is of it capsized Mm -hmm. So now there's not really a way for artists to make money on unless you know, you're one of the five major, major, major artists that's making money that if you're getting like 100 million streams, obviously you get money from that. But Mm -hmm. for the most part artists really can't make money except through our merch and our shows. So if there's no shows, there's really kind of no merch. So how long can an artist sustain without live shows? That's kind of the question now. So projecting out five years is impossible.
0: And, and until
1: and until like um, music fans, which, you know, Gen Z is probably the best about this, about like, yeah, if you like an artist, buy their art, like mm-hmm. buy a T-shirt, buy something, send them money, Venmo them, PayPal, whatever, like do their, we don't do Patreon, but like do their Patreon, whatever they are putting out there. We're starting to learn like that's how artists make money now. So if you like them, you support them that way instead of buying albums because- that's just kind of like, who's gonna, what are you gonna, I'm like looking right here on the floor, I have like a box of old CDs. Like, I'm not gonna put those anywhere. You do yeah. do anything yeah. with yeah. them. They're just there. They're just there because they got autographed at a show or something. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we need to, once once everyone learns that there's just a new, it's a paradigm shift, now you pay for music by directly giving the artist money for something else. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get it'll things will get better, and yeah, the pandemic yeah. is really teaching people that they're like, oh, all my favorite bands are breaking up, yeah, because they're broke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. But send them some money.
0: 2021 is going to be a great year for le- for releases, but I also think we're going to see a lot of bands just disappear. Poof.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. The um the singer of Hailstorm, Lizzie, is a friend of mine, and when the pandemic first started, she made this post, and she got a lot of flack for it about like saying, you know, 25% of the bands that you love are not going to make it through a pandemic. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, that's crazy, blah, blah. It's hap—it's already mm-hmm. happening. You, you yeah. see bands calling it quits on a pretty regular basis. And that'll start filtering higher and higher up the food chain as time goes on. I'm starting to see some stuff getting booked in August and September in Europe. Um, I'm not really hopeful for shows that soon, but, you know, if they're outdoor definitely, but, mm-hmm. you know, indoor rock shows, like, the kind of shows we can play where it's, like, smashed into a rock club, like, I just don't see that happening for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Yeah, I don't the, want to see that happening for a while, I should say.
0: The, one, awesome. the 1% will be able to play shows before everyone else, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Country Musicals will start up as soon as the... They started
0: <laughs> up already.
1: Yeah, they're already... They, they yeah. Never, some of them never <laughs> stopped, but they'll be out there once the grass turns green, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll See how it goes.
0: Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
2: Boom
1: again. Boom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't think I would eat, but let's be rhetorical. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm dying. I'm, I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't be able to eat. Um, yeah. I would have the dankest, fattest, craziest, large burrito probably Ooh. with a top shelf icy margarita. That would be, that'd be what I'd do. No fancy wine or it'd just be like classic burrito tequila mixed drink. That's, that's it. I mean, I'm I, I, yeah. I could probably eat that every day or also on death row. Um, yeah simple person
2: sounds great (laughs) sounds Sounds delicious Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live oh
1: god that's so hard i'm a huge sci-fi fan so that's i can't i mean i would have to really weigh all the pros and cons of all the (laughs) fantasy worlds to really think that through you know what place though really like there was a place that really just when I left the movie theater I was kind of like the world felt dimmer was what was that movie um it was it's kind of older um it was a they did Avatar. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Avatar that world I was just like oh my god this is so beautiful and mm-hmm. with I saw it in 3D IMAX so I kind of did feel like I lived there and then when the movie was over I was like <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> there. Why didn't I, I stay? I don't know that that's my answer, but I do remember being really impressed by that world. But can mm-hmm. you ask me the question one more time? If you could live in
2: one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
1: Mm. I mean, Hogwarts is tempting, too. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Where? Where? What is both of y'all's answer? I haven't ever heard you guys answer that.
0: Dire wimpy kid.
1: And Peaky Blinders. Cute! Oh, my God both those are
2: awesome <laughs> yeah i'd probably die like in the first week though actually though, only- well, i I'd die only right on week. time <laughs> exactly but it's okay it's fine yeah. i get to hang out with tommy so like that's the only I mean, thing that matters
1: there's a show um there's a show it's on hulu it's a canadian show it's called Letterkenny. kenny mm-hmm and that cast, like if I were to be a character in a show, that cast is definitely a cast I would want to hang out with every day. They okay. just live on a farm in Canada, though. So I don't know if that's my whole environment I would want. <laughs> yeah. but if you're just going to take my little person and place me in a show, I probably would want to live in Letterkenny. That seems like a really fun time. Right. That does sound pretty cool. You mentioned <laughs> Hogwarts. I just feel like I have to ask, what's your house? You know what? I just took a test on this and mm-hmm. it, was, um, it was Gryffindor. But but, um, it was really funny because uh, my stepdaughter was like, you're definitely (laughs) (laughs) Hufflepuff. She's like, you're definitely Hufflepuff for sure. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, excuse me. You don't know my house. (laughs) The test said otherwise. You're not not the sorting hat. Get out of here. Let me take my quiz. It was like a little kid's quiz. (laughs) she's like take this and see what house you're in and i was like i can tell you what house i'm in but okay Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, as she
1: was from (laughs) door
2: yeah exactly (laughs) boom
0: uh so i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person you've spoken to have said that it is the most important question okay what's your favorite color
1: pink specific shade magenta
0: I love how quick you had that.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's good. No, it's a no brainer. It's it, it's funny my whole life I just wore like black and tan and like not colorful stuff. Well, not my whole life like in my early teen and teen years. And my mom was just like, "This is not you. Like why are you dressing so dark?" And I just kind of was like, "I don't know." Like, <laughs> yeah. "No, I just when I go to buy stuff, I just buy black stuff. I hadn't really even thought about it." And so I kind of just went nuts and just started wearing like the craziest rainbow color stuff for the rest of my life. And um, just, you know, people have always told me I look like a human brat doll when I'm fully (gasps) dressed up. (laughs) So like, I was just kind of going for that. But I'm Princess Peach, like from Nintendo. That's kind of my whole, I love Princess Peach. So I guess she kind of, her big pink gowns just kind of like always burned in my mind. And that's just it's my favorite color no question solid it makes me so happy yeah it's uh, just like everything i love is pink like it's not a question sunsets you know like a princess peach mm-hmm. yes
0: uh so as i said that's all the questions you have today is there anything that you would like to plug
1: no i i, I just i don't know i i want to plug kindness And uh, just moving through your day, realizing that everyone's having a weird day their own way. You have no idea what anybody's going through. And during this time, we just all need to be really kind to each other and patient with each other um, because we are going to get out of this on the other side. And uh, we I'm sure everyone's going to have learned a lot of lessons during this time. And um, but yeah, just kindness and patience is what I would be promoting because if anyone wants to know about my band, do you know how to find me?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: The yeah. internet's amazing. <laughs> so that Google just,
0: machine, man.
1: It's crazy. Like, the Dead Deads. Get you, you'll you find oh, out whatever man. you want to know.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been The Dead Deads, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.
1: So nice to see you guys.